0: Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. We'll hear from Ronan Moyles, uh, who has the very latest on that in just a moment. Uh, but Professor Philip Nolan of Neffa did speak.
1: In one sense, uh, collectively, we've done an exceptional job over the last... and uh, I mean, that all the people of this country have done an exceptional job interrupting transmission of the virus over the last fortnight... And we can see that in, in some cases quite rapid decreases in indicators of disease. That said, um, we're going to find this very difficult to sustain. Uh, incidence remains exceptionally high. Uh, there remains exceptionally high strain on our health services. And there's a worrying pattern of high incidence of disease in the elderly and outbreaks uh, in residential care settings.
0: That's uh, Professor Philip Nolan there of the National Public Health Emergency Team. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, Live 95's Ronan Moyles uh, joins uh, me from uh, the next studio. Good morning to you, uh, Ronan. Um, I, I suppose, uh, in my naivety, I would have thought that last night would have been a bit more positive from Neffet than it turned out to be. Uh, you know, But even things like when they were talking about and we'll get into the detail in a second, but the the, the R number, which was such a big thing for such a long time, and they were saying, you know, if that was between 0.5 and 0.8, under 1, then that would be a really good thing. And every time it was, they would point to it as quite a big deal. Last night, it almost got washed away, as did the uh, case numbers coming down in the context of a pretty
2: grim outlining of where we are. I mean at this point Joe I think the numbers it, it's 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 the rate at which the numbers are coming down is the problem and also where they're coming down from you mentioned that our number um Philip Nolan said it's now between 0.5 and 0.8 um daily case numbers falling about 7 or 8% but where we're coming from Joe that is a frustratingly slow level of decline and the worry they have is that it will plateau and at some point we'll get to a situation where it's either roughly staying the same or it's falling even more slowly. And if that number remains too high or even near as high as it is now, we are in, as you mentioned at the start, and it's, you know, brings me George, joy to say this, we're in for a very, very long couple of months, couple, more than a couple of months of Maybe not full restrictions where we are now, but certainly some form well into the summer and probably into the autumn, I would say. Right. So give us a brief rundown of the latest figures. Yeah, sure. I'll just go through these quickly because again, figures are figures. But so, ninety-nine new cases of COVID nineteen reported in Limerick yesterday evening. Now, that I suppose is the second time in three days. Is less than a hundred. The fourteen-day instance rate has fallen from one five nine four point two to one four five zero point five. The national average is one one four zero point seven. Now, Limerick instance rate is dropping. It was third for an awful long time. It's now the seventh highest um, in the country and. Um, Uh, down between um, well now there have been 2,827 cases in the last uh, 14 days and what was confirmed yesterday uh, was 2,608 new cases confirmed just in terms of uh, local hospital numbers 18 at University Hospital Limerick in ICU at the moment. That's still the highest since the pandemic began. A total of 146 in hospital at UHL uh, with the virus across Ireland. That figure is 1,923, 211 of those in uh, intensive care at the moment.
0: Yeah, and and the death rates, I mean, the announcements now, you know, it it is not unusual to hear them on a given day say that 60 or more deaths have been notified to them.
2: Yeah, sure, and again, the the warning there last night was also that that, unfortunately, is likely to continue for the next number of weeks where we're going to see... um, deaths at that level because unfortunately these are the people who contracted the virus over that uh, Christmas period that we all know about and unfortunately this is the outcome of it now. Uh, We're chatting to Ronan
0: Moyles of Live95 and there is this debate continuing about rules around travel into
2: Ireland. This is yeah it's it look uh, it's a hugely contentious i have to say Joe it's making people very angry i feel this one um uh, mandatory quarantining for incoming travellers is not workable as the current line from um the government the de leo of Radcar, said that yesterday he said um just he, he felt it, it was an over stretching of of what they were doing to ask people to self isolate for 14 days in um once they arrive into the country Um, He said there is, you know, a a system of of enforcement that they have there that they feel is working quite well. However, Neffet has expressed its continuing concern about the risks associated with international travel. They believe that what's in place currently is not enough and they they believe that the regime now, the pre-test alone, is not sufficient even at the best performing levels if it works 100% of the time almost, it's still missed 40% of of, of the cases coming in. So they're arguing very strongly for more stricter enforcement levels. And I'm just reading actually just this morning in the Irish Times that apparently that now is being considered by government, that they are looking at bringing in, you know, higher levels of enforcement. And I think the frustration, Joe, is that a lot of people have. And this is what I hear repeatedly and and rightly or wrongly people are feeling. The people are being asked to stay in their homes and not go five kilometres outside. And yet they feel... They feel that people can almost freely travel into the country without any sort of restrictions on them.
0: Yeah, the Irish Times headline says passengers without valid PCR tests could face compulsory quarantine. The other interesting thing, Ronan, is that maybe the Irish government's position is being overtaken a bit by the European Union position. It seems driven by the Germans who are suggesting that European countries will have to take a tighter approach, even within the EU, to cross-border travel
2: I think we're on a slow march towards the inevitable if I'm honest Joe I think this is coming down the line obviously we know the influence that Germany has within the EU we know how much Ireland likes to be part of that EU project I think we're we're, we're slowly um, getting there we, we will probably end up with much more strict mm. uh, eventually
0: strict and you know it's going to start now the New Zealand debate will begin again Oh sure, sure. About you know zero COVID and crushing it on the island, and can there be more cooperation north and south and and all of that stuff is definitely going to come back on the agenda now.
2: Yeah, it certainly is. I mean, there. I suppose the the government would argue that we are slightly more open when it comes uh, as a, as a, an economy and as an island as as New Zealand is or than New Zealand is. Uh, look, I, I think there is probably a feeling out there at this stage that people. I mean, you mentioned it at the start of the show. I don't think this two and three week, oh, we'll 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 do an update and, you know, we'll see how we are in two or three weeks. I think people are probably sick to the back teeth of this. I think there's the feeling I'm getting, Joe, is that there's more of a desire now. It, it will be more acceptable for p- two people now to drive this down as low as possible. And so hopefully this, this what could be a very long lockdown hopefully will be our last one. Whether the government goes with that, whether they feel the economy can take that, yeah. Remains to
0: be seen. Uh, But the other key change, of course, is that the dominant variant now is the UK variant, um, which I think was only first identified in Ireland. No, uh, formally identified, I should say, in early December. But it is now rapidly becoming possibly the almost exclusive variant in the country. And that does change the debate around travel a bit from the earlier variant of it, because the government themselves are pointing to that variant as one of the reasons, and effort too, to a degree, that they are proposing a, a lengthy lockdown. But I, I absolutely take your point and I think you're right. and I think a lot of people listening this morning will feel the same way, that the problem with uh, giving updates and saying, "Oh, we'll look at it in three weeks, is that it provides what will almost inevitably end up as false hope. I mean, other than the schools possibly reopening and the teachers and the unions will have something to say about that. And then this desire to get construction open, which could potentially apply under this level five that we're on at the moment. You can't see many other things happening. And it's very difficult for people to believe that, well, three weeks from on, well, maybe, you know, they might, you know, I don't know. Anyway, um, stay with me, Ronan. We'll hear a little
1: bit more about what uh, Professor Philip Nolan had to say last night. We have achieved suppression and a reproduction number lower frankly than I would have anticipated us achieving. Um but I do have to by way of encouraging us to maintain that effort say it's going to be difficult to maintain that effort so we gotta we've got to keep keep it up. Uh, we're seeing numbers in hospitals starting to decrease and numbers in ICU plateauing. Uh, I've expressed the concern about instance in long-term residential care. Uh, we've seen this increased mortality and uh, all of the indicators suggest that there will be a large number of deaths over the coming weeks. And all of what I've said, in not only the positives but the challenges, I'm expressing because they're a signal to us that we have achieved something. But there's a long way to go. It's going to get tougher on us, I have to say. But we have to maintain suppression. We really have to get these case numbers down to very low levels if we're going to be able to suppress the uh, incidents in the population and also then the hospitalisation, critical care levels and mortality. Well, there you go, Roland. It's going to get
0: tougher on us, says Philip Nolan of Neffet. And whatever the government were prepared to do in terms of stepping away from Neffet advice or altering it or varying it in the run-up to Christmas, this experience probably means that they listen very carefully
2: to what Nefford have to say from now on. You, you won't see any jumps from, th- you know, level five to level three anymore, Joe. I think the government was so badly caught, stung, whatever you want to say. It's, it's probably worse than that. It, it, it's a tragedy what has happened um, in the wake of those restrictions been eased so quickly and obviously there are other things, other factors, this new variant at play. As you say, there was the economic concern. We have to say that. And, and also the, the worst modelling by
0: Neffert did not suggest it would be as bad as this. So no. So th- that's what the government would have had available to
2: them in terms of the modelling. Absolutely correct and, and they will argue that but I think at, at the end of the day this experience has probably taught them that the, 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 there won't be any big easing. Any easing will be painfully slow i mean you know the cabinet will next week now to extend level five restrictions until february you know until february the start or until late february i would imagine at at the very earliest um in terms of schools i there there is some suggestion i I have spoken to some teachers and this will this will involve um a lot of negotiation between unions but i spoke to a A couple of people I know who are teachers last night. Um, Their suggestion is that, or certainly what's been talked about in in teacher circles, is that they would look to possibly after the February midterm is what's been spoken about among teachers as to when we may potentially see schools... um, Coming back to special schools, again, you know, there was so much bad feeling over that. That may be, you know, at the same time, I don't think they'll be getting back any earlier either.
0: Okay, one other point, um, and just briefly, I mean, the hope is vaccines, but that hope is tempered by realism. There are all sorts of things that uh, will cause problems between now and October, even though that's the stated aim of the Minister for Health, to have the entire population vaccinated
2: by October, and I presume he means by that both doses. Yeah, he does. Um, I'll just give you. We we got some vaccine numbers. I'll just very briefly do them. There's one thousand one or one hundred twenty one thousand nine hundred vaccines so far. Uh, Forty eight thousand eight hundred of those um, for people in long term residential settings, and seventy three thousand one hundred for frontline healthcare workers. <clears throat> yeah, Joe, you're correct. Look, the stated aim, as you say, is to get everyone uh, vaccinated by the end of September. That all depends on supply. That all depends on no hiccups in the rollout. We already saw. Um, a slight reduction in vaccines coming in next week however that will be ramped up again in the weeks to come but there was all those bumps along the road and you know we i would be the same as you and it's very hard not to be cynical at this point that would be nice if everyone was vaccinated by the end of september right now it's very possible that that actually won't turn out to be the case and it could be further towards the end of the year, I would imagine. All right.
0: Okay. Look, a lot of what we said this morning is not something that listeners want to hear and and we're conscious of that and we are trying to be as balanced as we can be and also uh, try to this show to give people a bit of light relief too. But at the same time, we can't ignore... The reality this is the biggest crisis that the state has faced since its foundation and there's absolutely no point pretending that it's not happening either thank you very much live 95's ronan moyles for that um update uh, nurses of course in many cases are on the front line in hospitals we'll hear a bit about that next
1: call limerick today now on 46